1: Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. And Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today.
0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Von Bressler with us. Von, the communication that gets to people, is it all technical? How do they do it?
3: Yeah, a lot of it comes through electronic devices. This was something that people noted as soon as the telegraph and the telephone were invented, that, that they, were, they, were getting, they were getting strange signals from beyond. Uh, you know, anonymous or hardly believable sources uh, were, were, were coming through. And, and in some cases, in the case of the early phone, for instance, um, there, were, there were cases of, of people getting calls from phones that were disconnected. Very often Jeez. loved ones calling, you know, calling you. And, and when the phone was first invented, And we're looking at the 1910s, 1920s, right? There were like a lot of little booklets, how to use spirit phones or ghost phones. And this was a real thing, you know, and it wasn't just a lot of wackos like Vaughn out there talking like this. They were actually taking them to church, and they were actually talking to their dead relatives. Apparently, there were a lot of stories like this. There were little booklets and and little... uh, articles about all the people that had spoken to their dead relatives. Now, if you think about it, you know, a lot of people in our audience uh, have personally uh, or known someone who have um, had this sort of experience where a a deceased dear friend or or a close relative will come and visit shortly after after dying, and they'll appear to you like in a dream, or, or they'll appear to you like in a vision or maybe you'll be daydreaming or you just in your head see them and they're talking to you usually you know telepathically they are saying they're saying goodbye you know this is a very common thing happens with pets who who pass on very common very common so in the early days of phones uh, they were getting these things in fact Alexander Graham Bell and even, um, even, even uh, Einstein were thinking about uh, how to, how to you know, create phones that would, would, would talk to the dead. People were really serious about this. Whether the phone was actually hooked up to any kind of a power source uh, seemed to make no difference. So we 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 know that people have have long been getting messages like that through the radio or, or their television, uh, ham radios that are disconnected. I have stories like that. Um, in 1913, David Wilson, a London telegraph operator, was getting messages. You know, obviously from beyond because it was a downed line. But he was he was getting a lot of a lot of a they, lot they of coming uh,
1: through, weren't they?
3: Coming through, yes, and 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 the Beatles, they they went into the studio after John Lennon died, and they were going to record something together, the three surviving Beatles at that time, and they recorded uh, "Freeze a Bird," and um, and right afterward, and they, they 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 both, you know, all three noted, it feels like John is here, you know. Well, he just died; he was, you know, in their memory right. and in their thoughts. But after they were through making the recording, they thought what sounded like John Lennon saying something like, um, good on you, boys, sounds good, something like that. He was some, some comment on, on what they just recorded. And they ran over to the speaker where they heard his voice. They all heard it. And the speaker was disconnected. Ugh. So it, it seems to not matter I'm at all. True. And I guess the point is that the that the spirits of whatever sort you you, you want to think of, spirits, like to communicate on, on electronic devices. But moreover, I would suggest that they use these devices because we expect these devices to deliver messages. So we're going to sit in front of the radio. We're going to sit in front of the phone. You know, even if the you, you know, even if your cell phone is dead, we're expecting it to ring. You know, and 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 it doesn't really seem to matter. A lot of these calls that come through, um, they can't be uh, the, the they're auditory and sometimes well, they're usually auditory on the phone, but they cannot be traced as to what was the number. You know, so it doesn't seem to even matter that at the other end, the sender has a phone.
1: And it wasn't a robocall either, was it? No, not a robocall.
3: Yeah. So I always say, you know, answer the phone. You never know. And a lot of people pick up the phone and say, my gosh, who the heck is calling you? This is such a strange call. And sometimes it's somebody you know.
1: Well, I'm going to ask you a couple stories that I'd like you to relay to us. One includes the ham radio operator who died but kept trying to contact his family.
3: That's one of my favorites. that's um story of pumpkin. So this is MJ Karkuro in Schenectady, New York. Year was two thousand fifteen and and MJ she um she was thinking about her father who was a ham radio operator and they used to sit up the ham radio together. And she's thinking about him and, and the ham radio is, is, is upstairs in the attic. And she goes up there and uh she sits behind it thinking about dad. Suddenly, this, this ham radio comes to, to life, and she hears a voice that sounds like her father saying, Hello, Pumpkin. Now, that was only he called her this. Wow. and when She was a little girl. And she says, Dad, Dad, is that you? And he said, Yes. He said, Are you all right? Are you all right where you are, Dad? She said, Yes. He said, Is Mother there with you? He said, yes. Is she all right? Yes. She said, well, 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 wait a minute. I'm going to go get my husband. And she goes downstairs. She wants someone to collaborate. She actually really did hear this story. He comes up to the attic and said, Dad, dad? And he says, Hello, pumpkin. And she goes through the same stories. And he says, Yes, 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 yes. And afterwards, it goes dead. She never hears from him again. These are kind of typical stories, you know, of loved ones wanting to reach out.
1: What about the guy who died in a train crash?
3: Oh my gosh, Charles Peck, two thousand eight. He's in a train train crash. to end all train crashes. The Metro Liner. He's he's on the Metro Link, and it it, it collides with the Union Pacific, and um, his, his family, Charles Peck's family, know knew he knew he was on the the train, so they're worried about him, and then his son gets a, a phone call uh, on his cell phone. So, you know, these are not just landlines, it's a cell phone. And and, and it, it says Charles, Charles Peck is the sender. And it's just like white noise. Shhh, right? Okay. So, it, it, and that's all he gets, you know. And so later on he gets another call and it says Charles Peck, white noise. And then other members of the family of Charles Peck also get calls that identify the caller as Charles Peck, with no no message. Thirty five calls.
1: Thirty
3: five. So, Gee. Thirty five calls. So so the, the the family of Charles Peck they tell the, the 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 people the responders you've got to find you've got to find Charles Peck he's somewhere trapped and he's trying to call us. They found Charles Peck. He was in one of the first cars. Dead. He was one of the first people killed. They found his body. When they found his body, the calls ended when they found his body, but they never found his cell phone. That's amazing. That is something.
1: How about the family that kept getting hateful phone calls from a brother...
3: Uh. I knew this family, so I interviewed them. Yeah, this was uh, a brother and, si- uh, brother and sister reunion, I call it. Not a happy brother and, and sister duo. The brother dies. He drives, dies out of state from his sister. And um, she starts getting these calls at home, and they're on her voicemail, right? And she's at work, and she comes home, and she listens to the voicemail. And she says, This sounds like my brother. And... And... uh Oh my gosh! And he's saying terrible things to her, uh, hurtful uh, things that he's saying, calling her names that she hasn't heard since they were uh, little kids. You know things that he would say then. And, it, and she says to her husband, "Listen to this." And she and he plays the vo- the voicemail. He says, "What do you think?" He says, "Sounds like your brother." Huh. But your bro- but your brother's dead. That can't be. He died a couple days ago. So, so she got two adult children, two daughters, and she has them listen to it. Listen to this recording on my voicemail, and tell me if you can't identify the caller. He said, "Oh, that's our uncle." He says, "But your uncle's dead." I said, "Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Where do you get these calls?" I said, "You know, just like yesterday and today." You no, know, that can't be right. He's dead. So it turns out that the sister's husband was a journalist uh, at a newspaper. Very good journalist. And so he he um, actually makes, uh, uh, um, uh, he records uh, word for word what the message was on a Word document on his computer. He notes um, what was said and when the message came and, and, and the people that heard it and what they thought. They all seemed to think it was um, his brother-in-law. And he doesn't know what to do with it. And then suddenly, mysteriously, like three days later, it disappears, you know, from the voicemail, and and you got to question everybody who comes into the house. Did you erase the voicemail? Did you delete it? Oh no, we, no, no, nobody, nobody did that. Why would we do that? So he, the the journalist husband, he he contacts the um, the phone company and says, "I want I want a record of the calls that came in on on these days because." You know he'd he'd recorded when they came through, and they said there's no record no of records. getting calls no
1: calls came
3: in days, no calls so and and then they realized that when they got the call there was there was no phone number, you know, so they don't need a phone, they just need an attitude i guess and in his case, he was very upset now, the last phone call they got they got like three They usually usually are in threes. that's my experience, but the last one came uh, when um, he was cremated, when the brother was cremated, out of state. And they thought that would be the end of it, right? They cremated him. They'd fry him. And and they, they got a, a voicemail when they got home, and she plays the the, the message. And it, he's screaming, I'm, I'm burning, I'm burning, it's hot, I'm burning. Oh, my God. And then that's the last call they got. you know. But as they say, they all disappeared, all the messages disappeared.
1: What do you think those on the other side, Vaughn, what do they want?
3: They, 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 they obviously want to communicate with us. And so I, I always tell people, you know, don't go looking for them, but, it, you know, be be open, be receptive if they want to contact you, because it could be vital information. You know, in this case, it was hurtful information. Terrible.
1: Right, Or like but, the but, will is under this table or something.
3: Like yeah, that. or or it could be just, I love you, or, you know, I'm thinking of you, or hang in there. Do
1: they want closure?
3: I think they want closure. I think they want closure. I think, it, it Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, you know, these messages come through uh, like telepathically that will be like somebody on the other side of the world saying, you know, I'm trapped in the woods, help, you know, the, the, urgently thinking I need help. And, and a loved one who's very karmically you know, connected to you will pick up on this because there, there is this magnetic connection we have with, with the dear loved ones. And, 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 and siblings, of course, and, and, and twins, of course, but but anyone who's close to you. And and so I think that, you know, there's, there's good reason to be receptive to these calls because they, they could be um, life-changing.
1: Are the people who receive the calls, are they in shock? Are they excited? What's their reaction generally?
3: Uh, yeah, they're really. First of all, all of the above story. Yeah, they're trying to think what in the world you know this can't be what I think it is, you know. And then they'll and they'll they'll be in denial. You know, I I found a lot of people I spoke with in interviewed. They 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 did they they couldn't believe what it was, but they told me what it seemed like. They said, "Well, you try to make sense of it. Well, nobody can make sense of it except that you know there are messages come to, coming to us that are are rather mysterious, you know." um that's it i mean i've had them myself i've had strange phone calls you know i've talked to people who've had had um calls from loved ones who needed their help you know when when there was no way they could have called them um so it 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 could be it could be like that or or it could be someone reaching out to you from who knows where you know uh spirit communication can involve any any form of, of spirit, it could be, it could be angelic, it could be divine, it could be uh, otherworldly, it could be, could be a dead relative, it could be anything.
1: Prior to electronics, how do you think the spirits yeah, communicate?
3: I, I think, yeah, I I think that the the common denominator of the universe, this is my guess, and I've written about this in terms of time travel, is is is, is electromagnetic energy, and I think that. I think this this is conscious this is conscious energy, this is intelligent energy. And I think this is this is kind of the universal component, you know. I mean I'm a, a real fan of Einstein and, and the and the, the field field theory. Yeah. Radiation field theory. I, I think that this is what, what, what is inside of us. I think it's what's in it's what drives electronically our devices like our phones and our radio stations and, and so forth.